Welcome to episode 239 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsburg, and my guest this week is Guy Searle. How you doing, Guy? Hey. How you doing, Jeff? Jeff. Oh, my God. I've got Jeff yeah. Jeff Gammon on the brain. Yeah, Jeff's not uh, how, how are you doing tonight, week. Dave? I'm doing good. Jeff is not here this week, but... Ben Rafik is here. He's back a second, second, two weeks in a row here. Glad to be heavy haired. Yeah, yes, I ben. am. And Thanks. Also, and also not Jeff. Yes. Yes. Also, and he's wearing pants. Yes, I think well, we all are. I, I mean, it, it, it is just pretty much from the head. To, or you know, you're not seeing that much of me on the camera. You know? <laughs> Some people say they see too much of me. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> that's sometimes, but yeah. Uh, but we got a good show for you this week. Uh, lots of news, and all as always, uh, iOS sixteen dot three was released, and uh, security keys. And I'm going to continue on my in touch with Mac t- uh, topic. We're going to keep doing that in the show. We started that last week. We'll keep that going. Got some stuff to talk about there, and all kinds of other fun things we'll hit. Um, but uh, let's just go ahead and dig into the news for this week. Uh, first story here is Apple is giving some older iPhone OS updates going back to the iPhone 5S. Hmm. So Apple has provided uh, iOS 12.5.7, as well as on on the Mac too, the uh, Big Sur 11.7.3 and other updates for older devices that can't be updated to their latest releases. Um, So that's covering iOS 12.5.7. They're also doing uh, uh, iOS 15.7.3. I'll talk about that in a bit. Same thing with the iPad. Um, so I guess there was some pretty nasty bug in the, in the uh, this version, and they decided, to, okay, I think we better patch this because there's still a lot of people still using all these old devices. Why I don't know, but especially like if going back to the 5s and the six, and <laughs> so. Uh, but I'm glad Apple's being resp- respected, uh, responsible for this, and then making sure that they keep these devices up to date. Uh, what do you think, Ben? Well, I mean, you see a lot of these older devices in enterprise or other business deployments. Yeah. They don't upgrade all that often, especially if they're still working. But, I mean, you know, if Apple Apple has the analytics on this, if they are seeing enough of these still in the wild, um, it's a good call to get them updated. Yeah, they, they have to be because you got old iPod, iPod Touch is probably still out there. They're running on iOS 12. And, uh, so yeah, definitely important. Uh, what do you, what do you think? Guy? Uh, well, in related news, Samsung is now updating galaxy sixes. So <laughs> get right out yeah. there and get that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I'm being facetious, of course. Um, th- I mean, this is, this is unheard of in the mobile world to be supporting devices that yeah. are five, six, seven years old. And the fact that Apple is doing it, you know, Hey, Congrats to them. And granted, for all the people talking about Apple's planned obsolescence uh, as far as uh, OS updates go, you know, you can believe what you want, but at the same time, they're providing updates for these old phones where 99 out of 100 Android makers and carriers and Google are not. So... You know, you pays your money, you takes your chances, and uh, yep. I'll stick. I'll stick with iPhone. Yep, and I I think that shows where Apple is different than Samsung and the rest of the Android makers. They're trying to make a buck. Apple sees this as a competing platform. Yeah, and yeah. I mean that's part that's part of the reason why 
their retention rate is typically in the 85 to 90%, which is again, when, when you're talking about technology is almost unheard of. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in related news to that, uh, iPad OS is 15. Uh, there are still people out there that are still have not, are not ready to upgrade to 16 iOS, uh, 16 iPad, uh, OS 16.3. So they did, uh, they did uh, release 15.7.3 with a security update because there's, there are folks on the 2014's iPad Air 2 and the 2015's iPad, iPad mini will continue to get those 15 iOS 15, iPad OS updates. Uh, but there are still some holdbacks yep. of people who want to still stay on 15, iOS 15 for some reason. So they have an update eight years, yet. Eight years, eight years gone, still being updated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so in this version, this is fifth iOS 15 and iPad OS 15. So it's just the last version. So it's good to see that they're continued to update. It's kind of unusual because I don't ever remember, I don't ever recall Apple like, really le- letting, uh, keeping current devices that can go to, you know, the latest version that people are still hanging on this long because it's, uh, it's been quite a while since uh, iOS 16 came out. What do you think, Ben? Um, you know, I think it's, I mean, just showing how powerful Apple devices are these days and that people are holding on to them longer. Yep. I mean, well, they, they cost more. Know, so yeah, yeah, that know. too. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of costs. So it's good. Good to see. So just, if you are still supporting those devices, be sure you're running in those updates. Super important. Um, because, uh, because also there there was a pretty serious flaw with that, and as I mentioned here, so uh, with the security button, there was a there was a vulnerability that was discovered, uh, some WebKit confusion errors, and I won't get too we don't need to get too technical on that, but uh, that's really that's why it's so important that you run these updates uh, as soon as possible because uh, there were some pretty serious bugs in the world of security. So, um, uh. Next story, a different topic here. Tweetbot. We're so sad that what happened to them with the whole Twitter situation. Um, they have now launched their app for Mastodon called Ivory, and it's now out in like a. They just basically released it. It's 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 it was they just had to get it out because you know they they're just basically they lost their their the their, their Tweetbot app. Yeah, so APIs, why, why not yeah. and and yeah. everything else. So. So they've been testing Ivory for a while, and and then they they got it out, and uh, I'm I'm excited to see that, and I, I would I'm definitely going to support them because they you know they they released the app, and we've a lot of all of us have I don't know about you guys, but I know m- many of us have moved to Mastodon, and uh, at least one way or another. Oh, I, I have a Mastodon account. Okay, so so it's uh so it's definitely a great app. I know Ben and you and I both, and I believe we recommended it on, on uh, the Mac show on the British tag network. Uh, the, uh, the app ice cubes is another app mm-hmm. that's out there. You've been talking about that a lot on Twitter. So have you tried Ivory? Oh, yeah. Have you tried Ivory? I have, I think it is really, really well done. Yeah. I mean, literally if it would have, if Jeff wouldn't have told me about ice cubes like a week ago yeah me too i would probably i would probably be on ivory right now mm-hmm. i mean it's like having a one in a one a they yeah. are both fantastic apps yeah yeah so i mean i'm seeing a lot more and more traction on mastodon honestly i mean i every day i've seen more people to join it up i've been following people that i normally have been following on twitter and uh it's definitely something mm-hmm. if you haven't explored it you know it's a little on the geeky side it's a little 
a bit of a challenge because there's so many, the, the whole server thing. I don't want to get into all that discussion, but, uh, uh, but, uh, it's getting there. I think it's getting there and Mastodon is, is going to be something for the future. Uh, the way, the way your Twitter is gone. So you, you know what server you're on that guy? Cause I don't recall. I seen you on. I have no idea, <laughs> but the, the, um, the, you know, the, the, the nice thing about Mastodon, especially, uh, is it's, it's not like a single gatekeeper. You've got gatekeepers mm-hmm. for every single community. Yep. And so if you're into, uh, Star Wars or you're into Transformers or whatever like that, you can join groups that, that support those particular, those particular groups. And if you got somebody who comes in and starts acting like a troll, well, the admins can kick them out because yep. they control, they control their own servers. Whereas, you know, if, if you have, I guess you have like loose affiliations in Twitter, but it's not like it's, you know, where you can kind of control your own destiny. That That's not how Twitter works, but it is the way how Mastodon works. Right. So if, if you're willing to take the time to sign up and it's, it's, it's a harder process than it is for most social networks. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's things that you like to follow, things that you like to do. You'll probably find uh, one or multiple groups on Mastodon that'll support it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's go on to the next story. Uh, Apple is preparing to re-release the revamped home kit architecture that was uh, removed from iOS 16.2. Oh, that was a bit of a blunder. Uh, it was, uh, uh, Apple with iOS 16.2 update had, uh, introduced an updated underlying architecture for HomeKit and the home app, but it was pulled a week after launch because there were so many bugs in the installations and, at the time, Apple said the removal was temporary and the upgrade would be returning soon. Well, apparently, it's nearing its rear introduction uh, with a backend code that's indicating that Apple is preparing a version 2 and is testing it internally. Um, so other than stating that the architecture would be made available soon, Apple has provided no timing. So probably maybe not even now. It's not going to be out now for 16.3 that's out now. Probably probably the next launch of beta, probably we expect 16.4 to be released, which hasn't as of yet. Uh, especially with the release of the second gen home pod we talked about last week. Uh, they did mention the sound recognition feature coming in a spring update would require the revamp to home architecture. So gosh, what a mess. <laughs> this is, I'm very, very, very disappointed with how this happened with Apple. You know, guy, what do you, what do you think? Well, you know, and the weird thing is they've, they've just joined, I can't remember the name of it, that Alliance that's supposed yeah. to kind of, build a bridge between all these different uh, home, home, home automation apps and matter and hardware. Yeah. yeah matter. And uh, in my particular case, I have one device that is controlled through home kit in the house. Uh, every time I talk to, you know, I've, I've been married for 30 plus years and I know my wife. <laughs> and every time I start talking about home automation, says, no! well, you can just, you can just turn on a lamp from the other room. And she just gives me this look like, why the hell would I want to turn on a lamp from another room? I'll walk <laughs> into the room. I'll turn on the lamp. And it's like, okay. So, you know, the more, the more technology I introduce into the house, um, the, the more cranky my wife gets. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very careful about what I, what I bring into the house. <laughs> so that's all I have at the moment, as far as home automation goes. And I will, I will dabble in it. Uh, a, a little bit more once I kind of figure out what it is I want to use it for. And so yeah. far, home security, it's like, uh, okay, yeah. uh, uh, CCTV, uh, okay, you know. 
Um, for, for, for the most part, the use cases just don't really appeal to me. You know, I can, I can have my, my blinds open on a schedule. The crickets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? I agree. You, you've got, you, you sporting some home kit stuff, uh, Ben? Oh yes. Um, every light I have in my living area is currently home kit compatible. Okay. Um, for me, it is a requirement. I do suffer from night blindness. Hmm. Uh, so it will take when if I walk into a fully dark room and turn on the lights, um, it's going to take me uh, a while to adjust, and I'll probably trip over about three things on my way to the light. Damn cat! But, yeah, <laughs> but oh yeah, he'll be right under my foot. In fact, he's of right here. But you know, I. I upgraded to the new architecture during the beta. I am lucky it did not uh, brook me in any way. Yeah. Some people did. Yeah. But, I mean, the fact that Apple released that without doing their due diligence is something that has me deeply concerned about their software evaluation process. Um, you know, honestly, I think, and Apple has shown this time and time again, um, if it's something that they're really excited about, they go all in. So mm -hmm. things like, uh, iTunes and some of the other services, it's like, you know, we're not going to be like Google and canceled after just a, you know, a few years, something like that. So they've gone all in for services and they put a lot of time and they put a lot of effort into it. And then it's like, uh, well, you know, the Apple car, the, uh, uh, Apple TV, uh, home automation, uh, you know, I mean, all these things that they talk about them when they have these events mm -hmm. and you'll see, Obviously, people that are very well coached on what to say about what Apple's going to do with these yeah. with this technology say say the, all the right things, and then nothing happens. And yeah. you know, it's it's kind of like the writing on the wall. I mean, I was when when the the latest Apple TV came out. I have to admit, I was I was stunned that they mm -hmm. released a new Apple TV because I just didn't think that they just gave a damn about it anymore. Yeah, they do now. So yeah, so I'm and. I wonder as well, is, is this push to matter mean that, that they're kind of, of dropping a lot of support for HomeKit and then they'll just, they'll just piggyback off of whatever matter does. I mean, matter, I mean, HomeKit does form the basis of matter. Um, like the Queet or the G2 Apple kind of got sick of what was out there and just kind of offered its own ch own technology to move yeah. everything along at in, kind of in their own direction. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, let's uh, move on. Uh, next topic. Uh, according to Bloomberg's Mark Gurman, he's always very good with uh, Apple news and, and rumor. 
uh, that he's pretty sp- uh, spot on with his power on newsletter from Bloomberg. Um, he uh, set, believes there is not going to be an active, there is not actively any work on a successor to the HomePod mini uh, just after, just after the new, new uh, release of the full sized HomePod, which shocked everybody last week. Um, you know, a- a many users are starting to ask if there's going to be an update to the mini model, but at this point they don't believe Apple is going to be working on such a product. Uh, at least HomePod uh, uh, doesn't include any major new functions that aren't already in the 99 dollar mini so it's obvious reason not to update the model you know they got the 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 new the temperature sensor that's been added and the humidity sensor in the mini but if you have the first gen home pod like i do i think i don't know if i think you do as well then um Mm -hmm. that uh yeah we don't have that luxury with the home pod the 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 first gen home pod so i'm not surprised like just recently Activate them in the mini. Yeah, sixteen dot three, sixteen dot three, which just got released. We'll talk about yeah, it. So they were there, but they were like, eh, "We'll get to it later." Well, yeah, it's we'll, in, we'll sit on it for two years. Yeah, until yeah. the software update finally came through for it. So, but yeah, the HomePod, the first gen HomePod, doesn't have the capability of it. So, but the second gen will. So, you guys, have any other thoughts about this? Yeah, I think that um, I think German is wrong. Uh, the the HomePod Mini, I think, was was kind of a surprise to Apple, and I think the success of the HomePod Mini mm-hmm. gave them the impetus to go ahead and and make a bigger one. And you know, it, it, it's it's kind of like the old saying: if it's not if it's not broke, don't try to fix it. So if if the iPod iPod if the HomePod Mini is still working great, still sounds great, still does mm-hmm. everything that people expect a, a smart speaker like that to do, mm-hmm. then there's there's really there's no incentive to make a new one. But that doesn't mean right. that they're not still working on it. Mm-hmm. And, and kind of elaborate on that. Yeah. When it comes to the processor cores, um the uh the S7 is actually only one generation newer when it comes to the actual uh, efficiency core chips inside. Um, So there's not going to be that much of a difference. I mean, Apple could uh, definitely upgrade the speakers in it, maybe, but I don't see them having any real incentive to upgrade it. If anything, they may wait until the big HomePod is updated next to do that. Well, if they'll even update the big HomePod anytime soon. You know, I mean, we waited three years, four years for the Apple TV. Uh, The original big HomePod was was never updated. And... As far as smart speakers go, they you know they kind of come and go in the market all the time, and yeah. you, you see them, and then there's a big splash, and then you don't hear about them anymore. Um, Apple yeah. seems to have built theirs. God, I hate to say this, right the first time that there wasn't really a, a, a need or a big push required to update them. So as long as they keep working and doing what they're what they're designed to do. You know, come up with another use case, and and yeah, I'm sure Apple will uh, will incorporate that into the next version. Yep. And as far as the competition goes, when's the last time Sonos upgrade, updated the one? Yeah. Sorry, who? Sonos. What company was that? Uh, <laughs> not familiar. Funny. You're funny. Oh, uh, you're funny. All right, let's go ahead and go to the next story. Uh, 
the uh, Apple did uh, do some adjustments to their trade-ins, uh, the trading values for the iPhones, the Macs, and more. Apple trading values have decreased up to $80, and, the most, uh, and most Android smartphones also went down, but Mac trading values remained unchanged yeah. or increased. Uh, while some Apple Watch models increased, some decreased. So uh, the article here on Mac Rumors, a list of all the all the uh, phones that can be traded in. Uh, so like the 13 Pro Max went down to 570 from 650. So the prices are starting to drop a little bit. Uh, I don't need to go through the whole list here, but uh, even the iPad Pros go up to $445. And then you got um, the Mini that's uh, up to 240 so ain't much. Uh, what this, this is kind of disturbing. I don't know if this is all Mac, MacBook Pros, but, you know, you got up to 200. That goes to 670. You know, I, I traded my Mac MacBook Pro. Uh, Intel 19 inch, uh, 19 inch, no, not 2019. Wow. Uh, that'd be a big screen. Uh, tw- 2019 <laughs> model. And, uh, it, uh, it was, uh, yeah, they gave me like $1,100 for it. So, um, mm-hmm. back then. So I'd say that it obviously is dropping, you know, like I have the series seven showing only at the one, uh, 160, which is not much. So, uh, but yeah, it is what it is. I mean, Apple's products tend to hold their value in trade, but yeah. you know, a lot of times people will go turn around just, you know, they want to spend the time, sell it on eBay or sell it somewhere else. So make a little bit more of an extra buck. But yeah, what do you guys, what do you think, Ben? I mean, first, always shop around when you're trading in your device. Yep. I mean, don't ever take just what the first offer is, but I mean, especially with the Intel max, Mm-hmm. We're getting to the end of that chapter. So obviously they're not going to be worth as much. No. And I mean, Apple is not doing the trade in themselves. Yeah. They're they've, using a partner. Usually a third party, right? Yep. So it's, it's honestly not surprising. These prices no. adjust all the time. Yeah, absolutely. But a lot of people do it just for convenience. They, you know, I don't want to deal with it. So I just, okay. You know, if the, that you know, not not as heavy people like us tend tend to probably would do that. Sure, sorry, yeah, excuse yeah, me. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you know, we uh, it, it all depends on what you want to do, but yeah, it, it's an easy process. I've done it many times, and yeah. And, but I, yeah, yeah, honestly, I, I would, I would be have a challenge with these prices. I agree because because that's, that's they're kind of low on the low end in some on some some of these devices. You want to get the most value out of your Apple devices. Yeah. Use them until they fall apart or that, until they can't be updated anymore. That too. Because nine times out of ten, whatever it is that you're doing with your Mac can be done just as easily on the one that you already own as compared to going to a new one. Right. So mm-hmm. use them until the wheels fall off and then don't worry yeah. about what your trade-in is. Yeah, absolutely. So that's how it goes. Um, speaking of uh, devices, so Apple is going to start is starting to begin to start selling the iPhone 13. It's, it's starting actually in Europe and the US is going to follow soon. So uh, it's uh, you'll be able to should they should expand to the US soon and as the models are now listed in the Apple refurbished store. So they are selling refurbished models. Uh, so it's a uh, it's good to see that the Apple will now continue on with these models. So, uh, you know, Check it out. Yeah, obviously, with the big thing happening possibly soon with iPhone, maybe having to be switched to USB-C, that, that's going to be something that's going to drive a lot of these folks to want to buy these older models. I mean, I talked to people who are still buying iPhone 12s, brand new, I mean, which Apple was still selling. So, uh, But uh, it, 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 as, as it always does every year, the, 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 the past model will end up in the refurb store. So you guys have any thoughts on that? The one thing that might actually push me to buy the next iPhone will be 
if it has USB-C. Um, the Lightning connector, it, it's 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 a great device. It's or it's a great it's a great cable, and it has served Apple very very well. But it no longer makes sense. It's you know the iPhone is basically really uh, well, and uh, some iPod. Uh, uh, iPod, Touch. iPod Pros, yeah. IPod, well, yeah. Basically, it's it's dead technology. It's it's really not used by that many Apple devices anymore. And uh, Apple, frankly, should have probably switched to USB C either with the twelve or the thirteen. And I was yeah. I was definitely surprised when they didn't do it with the fourteen. Right. Yeah. What What do you think? Um, I mean, the current iPhones are ridiculously fast since they are based around a chip or cores that are designed for an actual computer. Um, You're going, you're going to use these phones for significantly longer than previous generation phones. So, I mean, if you are buying outright, an iPhone 13 isn't all that different than an iPhone 14. Yep, I agree with that. Yeah. Yep. That's why so I stuck with the 13. Yeah, that's why I'm still stuck with the 12. Um, yeah. But if, if you know, you're looking to buy outright and can get a deal, yeah, go yeah. get it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh Next story here, uh, Apple pauses in-house Wi-Fi chip development. Uh, Shifts in internal development priorities have caused Apple to indefinitely suspend the development of its own Wi-Fi chips for future iPhones. Apple had been rumored to be uh, bringing modem development internal for years. They wanted to reduce their reliance on companies like Broadcom. Uh, Then latest data shows the Wi-Fi chip development has gone into some potential barriers, and Apple is redistributing their, their resources. We've been hearing a lot that they've been redistributing their resources on a lot of things uh, as of late. So uh, this is probably not surprising. Again, this is a rumor. So you don't have facts that, that, that they are actually indeed doing this, but uh, they're pretty, pretty uh, solid uh, uh, words about the fact that they probably are because they don't want their, with their processor chips with the M1 and the M2 and you know, why not do it with the modem chips too, right? What do you think, Ben? I mean, honestly, this is the division that Apple bought from Intel. Right. Intel sold it to sold that division because they were constantly underperforming, even in uh, some of the old iPhones that had Intel Wi-Fi chips. I mean, honestly, if you're going to have that same IP that is worse than pro. Uh, Broadcom and uh, Qualcomm. I think I'm mixing up company names. Qualcomm. Qualcomm. Um, Changing who owns that division isn't going to matter. Yep. It's just, I mean, they just don't have the talent there in that division. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Any thought on that, Doug? Yeah. Um, I wonder how much of this is underperforming tech versus uh, tired of, of Qualcomm and Broadcom suing us yeah. over stuff that doesn't really bring us any money. Yeah. So if if Broadcom and Qual and Qualcomm's Wi-Fi chips are 
quote unquote, you know, best in the market, then what does it really bring Apple to come up with something that's inferior? Um, right. They still have, I mean, they still have the, uh, the talent as far as I know, and uh, the resources to continue development, but, you know, to, to put it on a back burner when, you know, they don't have anything better than what's already available, I think just makes sense. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they, they say too, that, uh, you know, with the, with the move to Wi-Fi 6E, uh, that probably is going to end up happening when the iPhone 15 comes out. Uh, you know, it's going to be potential, uh, issues to that product category and then not you know, having their own chip might be, a, you know, might be troublesome with that. So, but I don't expect you know, this happened. It's probably up to 2025 before I would see anything with this, you know, is really what the, where we're at with that. So, um, all right, that's uh, what we got for the news for this week. Let's uh, move on to our topics as we always talk about is beta and it starts off well, right now. There is no beta. It's on, we're at right at iOS 16.3. It just got released to the public this week. And there's been uh, lots of new features and all kinds of stuff that, that that's happened. And I kind of wanted to go through a bit of a discussion. To, uh, we've been reviewing it as the beta announcements happened. Um, so you got uh, iOS 16.3, you have iPad OS 16.3, you have watch OS 9.3, you have TV OS 16.3 have all been released. Um, and, uh, Let's so start off with the iOS 16.3. It was the third major update to that to the six, iOS 16 operating system. It came back out in September, so we've had it for what about almost six months now, getting close, but close. And uh, uh, they added an update to the freeform app, uh, the Apple Music Sing, and, and advanced data protection and more was added before. Uh, and uh, they did do some tweaking with uh, emergency SOS to prevent accidental emergency calls. Apparently that was happening quite a bit, especially when people were skiing and, and making, uh, thinking like that, they, that they were, that they were falling and, and the emergency falling, SOS yeah. was, uh, was being called. So, uh, so they did some other stuff like a new unity wallpaper for the honors black history month and the security keys, which we'll, we'll talk, touch a bit in a little bit here. Uh, of course, they needed it because of the support of the HomePod second gen. So 16.3 was needed. Uh, just that that is hasn't been uh, released yet. Uh, I think the HomePod second gen comes out in around February 3rd, I believe, uh, of uh, as we record this. Uh, so a number of other fixes and internal stuff. So you know you're going to expect all kinds of uh, all kinds of bugs and fixes and all that fun stuff that's going to happen uh, with that. So uh, so it's it's definitely going to be interesting to see if things go. So. Uh, but the big thing that was released was security keys and security keys are a way of now being able to have any third party security key for an account, which you need uh, authentication when logging into a new device, otherwise accessible by an Apple ID. I don't think this is going to be something that the everyday user is going to potentially take advantage of because it does require a lot, a lot of people. I mean, I use a YubiKey for work and a lot of other people probably do as well. Well, YubiKeys are very popular when it comes to security, an extra layer of security when you're signing into an account. I don't know if you're going to want to take a YubiKey with a, with a, with a lightning connector on the end of it and have to plug it into your iPhone, and put your fingerprint on there to add as an additional security key, uh, instead of the verification codes. But it's, it, it just shows you how serious Apple really is with security. And we're gonna, we're gonna, that's a bit of a t uh, trend of this, of this show this week. Uh, we'll talk about that in the Mac a little bit in a bit here. Uh, but, uh, what do you guys think with the security with the, with the, with the site? Or is this something that you would utilize, uh, Ben? Um, my first question is why didn't Apple do this sooner? Yeah. Cause it's been a while. 
Yeah, because I mean, Fido Fido two keys are the industry standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them do also come with an M- NFC chip, right? So, being able to depend not only on Apple for my security verification, but have a key that will work on both my Mac and my iPhone, and have that stuck in uh, a fireproof lockbox. That, I mean, that honestly has me a lot more secure than relying it just on a piece of it paper that Apple makes me print out. Right. What about you, Kai? Is this something you would use? Uh, do you think? Uh, probably, probably not. Um, I'm reasonably happy with the level of security that I get in Mac OS and iPhone OS that... Mm-hmm. Um, Having to keep track of another device just doesn't appeal to me. Um, and I think that it's not going to appeal to uh, a lot of people, especially the older generation, that they just want stuff to work. And if keeping stuff working means carrying around or, or having available yet another thing that they have to keep track of, I, it's going to turn a lot of people off, right, in my right. opinion. I got I got a link in the show notes to the actual support article that got kind of gives the requirements of, of what uh, the security key is needed. I mean, you obviously have to be running the latest OS across all the devices, uh, two-factor authentication, modern web browser, uh, and uh, so, and then using a device like a YubiKey where you just put that in as a fingerprint reader um, is, 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 is one of the reasons why you do it. And they have a list of what the ones that are the right keys to use. Uh, one thing else they did say that doesn't work with security keys on an Apple ID is iCloud for Windows. No surprise there. Uh, and then um, older devices won't work. Um, if you have a child account or a managed Apple ID, those aren't supported at all. And then Apple Watches that are paired with family members, iPhones aren't supported. You have to set it up as your own. Lots of conditions. So there's a lot of conditions. So this yeah. is going to be... Yeah, this is going to be a, a, a constant here as far as the things that you got to uh, deal with when it comes to that. Under Mac OS Ventura 13.2, you, you, you'll have the hardware security support with that as well. Uh, and uh, so, no, you got you got a lot of uh, added things here. So that kind of is the highlight of what is really what 16.3 is all about. Honestly, it's not a huge update. There, I mean, there's just incremental things that happen, but it's not nowhere near you know, as a major update. Uh, so that as, as Apple con- continues to evolve the, uh, the OS, and I'm sure 16.4, when that starts in beta, we'll have some new things uh, to talk about, but ain't much. So um, some of the other devices, uh, like uh, uh, the uh, uh, Apple released Watch OS um, 9.3, and really not much to talk about there, honestly, other than the, the new wallpapers and the... And, and much else. I don't see really, there's really anything that really stands out like some bug fixes. That's really all it is with yeah, the watch bug yeah. fixes. That's, that's their favorite term there. Yeah. Um, so, and then, uh, TV OS is the same thing. You don't, you generally don't get too much with the, that's, that's out with there as well. It's very minor. As well, far as updates honestly, go. we had, uh, my wife was just telling me something weird just happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have a slightly older, uh, Apple TV upstairs mm-hmm. where she, she turned it on and the volume was all the way off. So she went to turn it back up 
and it went up like two, three clicks and then just like slammed immediately back down to zero. Mm. So she did what she normally does when something weird happens with the Apple TV, unplugged it and plugged it back in again. And right. it seemed to be working. Okay. I don't know. Cause I haven't checked to see if that's on the latest version of uh TV OS, but it was just something odd. And I didn't think about it until I saw that the TV OS new version of TV OS had just come out. Yeah. Nope, I didn't see any really much with the bug there. I don't know if you saw anything, Ben. No, nope, um, I've had absolutely no problem with TVOS. Yep, same here. Uh, so HomePod got 16.3. Um, and it was interesting, both TVOS and HomePod OS got delayed by a day because it, it, it uh, you know, iOS 16.3 came out earlier this week. I think it was like Tuesday, and I believe, or maybe Monday. Uh, and then... Uh, and then HomePod OS and TVOS, because I was like, kept checking. It's like, oh, yeah, hey, why isn't it updated yet? Everybody kept on Twitter saying, no, it's, uh, it hasn't been released yet. What? So they they delayed it by a day. So I guess, I don't know, maybe they wanted to make sure everything was right. Um, but the biggest thing was with the HomePod, HomePod uh, 16.3, it was the humidity and temperature sensing in the in the in the HomePod minis and will be in the second gen, like we mentioned earlier. Uh, some fi- the find my improvements were, were another big thing because uh, uh, those weren't working as well. The Siri commands have been improved and some updates there. But if Jeff was Jeff Gamut was here, he would be telling me right away there's probably still some bugs because he's always having a problem with getting these HomePods to work right and to, and to sync. I mean, it was same with me when I when I did the update and you know the pair I have a, in a pair. Sometimes it, it gets funky, but as of late, it's been working good because I have uh, yeah. I have my Apple TV hooked up over next to me here on my TV here watching TV and it's great. I love being able to listen to it from my home, my home pods and it, it, it works out really well. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, check it out. I'm going to start, I want to play with the, the home pod mini and see how the humidity and temperature sensor works. Check out really that. Well, have you tried it? Excuse me. Oh yeah. In fact, I just, uh, checked it while we're on the uh, show here. And so far, it seems to be fairly accurate in the, in the readings. Um, it had gotten a few degrees colder, mm-hmm. um, from what I could tell here in the room, and every and the the temperature center com- sensor completely backed that up. Good. Um, all right, and then uh, a couple other one other notable thing is uh, iOS sixteen point three did fix some pesky CarPlay bugs that broke the Find My support in Siri. So they they've improved that. Uh, CarPlay's Very always got important. some, yeah. That, so that 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 was a bit bit of a problem with CarPlay, and CarPlay continues to evolve. We'll talk about that just a minute here. Another another topic here, uh, but it it, it is uh, continuing to evolve here. So so that, I would think we pretty much covered everything that was uh, that was released. Unless you guys have anything else you wanted to add to that. No. Um, let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, our in touch with Max. Uh, segment here a uh, couple things i wanted to mention um the uh the mac mini the mac mini and the macbook pro have slower solid state speeds than previous models it's been reported as pe- too yeah 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 so they they uh they got people out there been doing some teardowns and testing and some youtube uh, mm-hmm. bloggers have uh, revealed that the 256 model the 256 gig model only has a single uh, storage chip which is the same configuration as the m1 and has which had two 128 chips difference explains why the new model has a slower ssd and multiple uh, nand chips for allowing faster speeds um so 
they did confirm it with uh, doing some disk te- speed testing. And uh, so it's interesting. That was an interesting tidbit. Same thing with the uh, with the, the Mac uh, MacBook Pros. They really hadn't seen much else with that. So um, I, I'm not. I'm kind of surprised about that, especially you know, with being a processor jump as it is, and they want to sell more Macs. Um, and I was kind of surprised. I don't know if you guys had any thoughts on that. Well, why would they? Uh, has there? Did they say anything about? Storage uh, that was above five twelve, or was it just the two fifty six and five? No, they said the five twelve was having a problem as well. And uh, when they were, uh, what about the one terabyte? And up? One terabyte, they didn't. There wasn't any mention of that. So yeah. that that's because yeah, they increased size. Yeah, yeah. On the on the previous models that like the one that I have, yeah, I got um, the M one. It had it, yeah it, yeah. It had uh, two fifty six chips in a RAID configuration. Mm. Um, the RAID configuration is just plain faster than right. a single chip. Yeah, and for whatever reason, it, uh, either money or supply chain, um, they're using a single chip in the base models now. Yep, um, Maybe that was all that was available. Yeah. yeah, I mean we're still ha- we're still having supply side issues, yeah, or supply chain issues. It's not as bad as it was. I mean, no, I think I think not. I mean with me doing a lot of purchasing as of late at work, that uh, it looks like stuff is is coming in pretty quick. So, um, you know, I just put an order in for a, a M2 Max a MacBook Pro, and uh, yeah, it's going to be about five to seven days as far as shipping. Um, so that's not actually not it's bad not for bad. You know, but yeah. for a for that you have to brand new you got you got to put in a special order for that so um uh the uh other thing that I found here I thought this was interesting this is a this is a mac app that that uh, was discovered a 95 mac and talked talk about this it's a it's a way to set uh, custom dock settings when you're on different displays um, you know, Mac, Mac OS always had an issue with the dock and customizing the dock. I always had a challenge with that because the dock is, you know, especially when I have uh, two screens going and if it's on one one screen and I go down to my other screen, then it moves and, you know, t- hard to navigate and to get to. So um, they have this this new free app called HiDock uh, and um, it does lets you do s- setting up uh, different dock settings and link into different display combinations. And that shows here in the article with the screenshot uh, here that, that allows you to go between your multiple displays you're built in and your external and uh so i think it's kind of cool and it was free which was it does which, look kind of cool which is nice so yeah. it doesn't cost you a dime to, to to try it out and if you don't like it you take it off so uh, check that out in the mac well, think, forget about it forget about it <laughs> um i thing i find interesting is um is the fact that uh this was this was a great article in mac mac world um about Mac's security is so good that sending used M1 Macs to the, it's sending used M1 Macs to the scrap heap because people aren't making sure that they get take their Apple ID off, because if you don't, it goes into activation lock. And then uh, I, I seem to remember guy, you, you you kind of experienced that in years past buying a come uh, buying a computer from somebody, and uh, it, as a thing, you have to get get the Apple D ID off. But now with the new M one max and the security chips that are in there now, if it isn't removed, there's no way it's, it's basically a brick. I mean, you got to make sure you're removing the act, uh, removing the, the account from the Mac before you sell it. And unfortunately you know what's, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, so, uh, this kind of came up over on uh, Facebook and the Mac, the future group mm-hmm. where 
there was a link to it, an eBay sale for something. And when I was looking at that, I happened to notice that there was another listing for a um, M1 MacBook Pro that had an activation lock. <laughs> and my first thought was, well, this probably could be one of the machines that was taken out of an Apple store by, you know, snatch yeah. and grab kind of thing. Yep. Um, anything that has, uh, even for parts, anything that has an activation lock on it, I wouldn't touch with a, no, with a 10 foot pole. Mm -hmm. Um, if, if you sell your Mac and you haven't wiped it clean, including removing your Apple account, um, frankly, you should be banned from ever selling another Mac to anybody else. Just, yeah. You know, it, it's not that hard to do. It, it's really not. So just do it and don't make life difficult for the next poor slob that has to use your Mac. Yeah. Just don't do that. Yeah, please don't. Um, so yeah. anything you want to add, Ben? I was going to say, I mean, M1 Macs are basically iPhones or iPads running Mac OS. Yep. So you're going to see the same... Uh, the same caveats with them um either buy when buying one secondhand either make sure you can test it yourself right or make sure whatever yeah whatever service you're buying from has the policy where you can get your money back if it is activation locked right so and not mentioned in the in the ad so be aware. Yeah. Be aware. And always ask questions. Yep. Um, so, uh, uh, nine to five Mac had another good article here. I wanted to talk a little bit about is the adopt the, the adoption of electric vehicles have obviously have grown, you know, incredibly, uh, and not just, we always think of Tesla and, uh, but there's a ton of EVs out there these days. And, um, many EVs are, are actually supporting, to, uh, CarPlay, of course, Tesla and, uh, is not Tesla and Rivian are, are not, but a lot of the others are and Ford, the Mach-E and Volkswagen and the Kias and the Chevy Bolt and many others. Um, so basically what they, they've did is they talked about some of the best EV apps specific for the, for our electric vehicle. And the, the, the one of the most important ones is you know, tr trying to where your nearest charging stations are. And you know, yeah. <laughs> charging stations are, are, are very prevalent around the country now these days. I mean, it's, there's just so many electric vehicles that people are always like, Oh, how the hell am I going to get my, my car charged? And, and you know, well, it's, it's not going to be a problem. So the nice thing with, with, um, with CarPlay, it does have the, the integration with that. Whether you're using all the ma whatever maps you're using, you can use Apple Maps, Google Maps. If you use Way Ways, you like Ways. Uh, does a better route route plan planner. Um, uh, it does have another thing called Electrify America, which is an alternative to Tesla's supercharged network. And there's like over 800 stations across the U.S. So you know, I don't have an EV, so none of, none of us here do. So um, it, it it's just but for those of you who do have EVs, it's something to check out because. Uh, I'm glad to see that uh, that everything is more and more things are being integrated into uh, to CarPlay. Now, Apple, obviously, as we as we talked about earlier this last year when they introduced it at WWDC, is the, their new CarPlay system where it's going to be working with the car manufacturers where they're you're immersing everything into the dash as far as being a CarPlay uh, front end. I'm going to be curious to see that in in person when that comes out and. Um, and uh, so it's got some. Uh, I think CarPlay's got a lot of future ahead here. So. Do you guys have any comments on that? 
love yeah, CarPlay. I mean, yes. Uh, I mean, the other thing, especially for EV owners, having an app that will factor in uh, what kind of exactly what kind of car charger there are, uh, because there are different types of fast charge on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of these apps will factor that into the route. So that could save you a whole lot of hassle on a long range EV trip. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so check that out. And, uh, it's, uh, it's good, good to know about. So, um, another tip here I wanted to talk about here is how to fix the home pod and the home app repeatedly asking for your app ID to uh, a password and failing to authenticate. Um, if you, as you're entering the Apple ID and the iCloud password in the home app uh, on your iPhone or iPad, but it repeatedly fails to authenticate, um, there's some common causes that, that, that how that could happen. Um, you know, update your iCloud account, make sure you stay, make sure that your iCloud account is signed in and you keep it up to date uh, and make sure it's signed in. You get that because I'm, I get those all the time. So you got to resync it. You know, when they've had that, 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 terms and conditions updates that happened and there was a, a bit of an yeah. issue with the apple tv where you had to use your iphone in order to authenticate the terms and conditions for the icloud account on your apple tv you're like well okay why would, what if i don't have an iphone some people well, don't well. yeah well they shouldn't be doing that um and go through some of the other things as far as uh in home in the home app make sure that you've that you that you are signing in incorrectly it could it could be stuck it may not be working uh, if you don't know your password, that could be a bit of a, a bit of a problem. Uh, so, so you yeah. want to man, it's very important that you have uh, that that you know what the password is, and you have all the security questions in place. So when you get the challenge, that that it can unlock the the, the, account, the account to do so, because Apple's not going to give it to you. I can tell you that. No, they try all the time, yeah, and have to call call it. Um, you can't quit the home app and reopen it. Um, you could force quit the app like you do on the iPhone. Um, but uh, something to, to do that. Uh, another suggestion is, you know, maybe if you're using a VPN, not everybody does that. But if you have a VPN on your iPhone, you know, make sure you uh, turn that off and, and disable it and check to see why that might be some cause of it not being able to sync. So some good some good tips there as far as uh, going into into the home app and, and, and doing that. You could... Uh, also, for the HomePod, you can restart your HomePod. You can go in and restart the HomePod. Um, a lot of times, you can just unplug it. Like, like the guy said earlier, his wife's unplugging the Apple TV, so you could probably do the same thing with the HomePod. I've done that many times because uh, it just gets glitchy. So um, some good some, some good tips in there to check that out. Um, I think I want to mention, I've mentioned this before, but I think it's worth mentioning again. I put the links here in the show notes is um, – Apple's very good at giving you the user guides, you know, being able to access the user guides. And, and the nice thing about the user guides is the fact that uh, they have web-based versions of them because, you know, we, you download books and you, you, you have the books, but of course that gets outdated pretty quickly. They do have the, the books in the Apple Books uh, store that you can download. And I have uh, links just to the iPhone and the iPad. But uh, you also have web guides that are always updated because they're they're real time. As as each OS gets updated, it's going to update all the information there too, and that's a great resource to have and have a bookmark for it. So I've got links in the show notes here for the iPhone, the iPad, the Apple Watch, and the Apple TV. You also could add these to your home screen on your iPhone or your iPad for that matter, just by just just like you normally do. If you add a link to um, uh, to the home to the home screen, and then that just brings you to the web page, and then it's always there, and it's a, it's a it's a live link, so it works. 
works really great and uh, when it comes uh, to that. So have you guys used those before? Mm, no, I'm generally my Google foo is enough to get me where I need to go. I mean, I've read them uh, booked or front to cover or cover to cover in the past. Yeah. But I mean, you know, we're in the we're in the age of YouTube, so this is true. <laughs> but it's a good reference. I like that. I mean, I got yeah. you know, I got magazines and uh, digital magazines and and all that stuff. So yeah, you still got the tips and tricks book back there. I see. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I that's an old book, actually. <laughs> I yeah. have that in there. I, my... I, I'm in that book. Are you? Yeah. I'm gonna have to pull that out. Look, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, you through. remember I was talking about the uh, the iWeb thing. Okay. That's in there. So you're, are you quoted? Yeah, I got like a whole little chapter and section there. Oh my God. Yeah, I had that book and I didn't even know that. So that's great. <laughs> I'll check that out. Um, a couple more tips before we wrap up here. Um, one, one, one I wanted to talk about was uh, how to report spam and texts on the iPhone. Um, there's a lot of lot of phishing attempts that go on in, on your iPhone when it comes to uh, uh, these 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 sucker people scum. the scum of earth that, that send you these messages all the time the best ones are when you when you end up on a, a whole chain of like 10 or 15 different numbers and then and then you get these morons that are responding back to it and say stop take, take me off you know mm-hmm. and, and expletives and all that stuff and i i don't want to reply back and tell me hey, guys you're wasting your time it's not going to yeah. work all you're doing is verifying your email yeah verifying your phone somebody number actually has it mm-hmm. yep yeah, and I'm still getting them. And the messages that that came through like uh, like five six weeks ago, and people are still responding to them. It's like, guys, stop. Um, but um, so really, what you have to do is uh, when you go into stopping text messages on the iPhone, and I'll have some I'll have some uh, information and show, show us how to do this. Is you tap the conversation containing that st- spam message, um, and then. You, you should see report junk that appears right at the bottom of the spam message, but you it'll. It, um, and you also can delete it. And once you delete the message to delete and report junk will work. Unfortunately, just like, you know, like spam, when you get an emails, the same thing's going to happen with messages. So, uh, it's, it's a uh, different sender. Yeah. Uh, but if you do get a, if, if you do, this is a good tip. If you, if you do get a, uh, a message that, uh, doesn't give the option to report spam to Apple, you can still report it to the carrier. And the way you could do that is if you long press the message that came in, uh, and then you copy it, uh, don't, don't, don't click any links in there. Of course, if there's anything in there, yeah. if you click the back arrow and, and return to the main conversation screen, you can compose and you click the compose icon and, and send a new message, uh, then paste that message in there. And then you can send it to the two field is the number is seven, seven, two, six. And then what that'll do is that'll send the message to your carrier and you'll get a notifications and saying, and uh, hi, this is AT&T or hi, this is T-Mobile. Your text was received. That's a standard number. So the, the number is 7726. That I you didn't can, know that. Yeah, I didn't either. So this was a, I thought this would be a great tip to, to talk about today. And you, know, you send that to your carrier and the carrier will add that to their list of spam messages and they'll see, see it from the text the reports, so uh, reports that they, uh, that they do that. So, um, thought that that was, be a, that was a great tip, uh, uh, uh for that. So, um, 
One more tip I want to talk about here is uh, what can you do if you can't copy and paste texts from an iPhone app? Because you do get to some into some situations where you can't copy or copy text. You know, you, you, you know how you can you can tap and try to copy some a text in a particular application, and a lot of times the apps don't allow you to do that. But this is kind of a good trick uh, in doing the do this. Um, what you can do is you actually can just take a screenshot of the of of the of the screen itself, and, and it'll go into the photos. Then you can go into the photos. Uh, that photo that you've taken the screenshot and then, then tap it and then live text will come up and allows you to bring up uh, and, and go to the desired text that you want to copy. And then you can just bring that up and copy it and then paste it into any other app that you need to copy. And good, this comes in handy. Like maybe, maybe you're converting currency or if you're uh, there may be some foreign language uh, words that can't, that, that are hard to copy or if an app doesn't allow you to do it or that kind of stuff. Uh, those are two, two great tips that, uh, that you can do is, uh, as far as uh, copying and pasting tasks. So, so a couple, couple of good tips for this week. And uh, looks like uh, we're, uh, unless you guys say anything else, I'm going to go ahead and uh, wrap things up for this week. Uh, thanks, thanks you guys, and thanks for, to everybody here. And that's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, which is feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Twitter at intouchwithios. Support the show by buying me a coffee at intouchwithios.com/coffee. We'd really appreciate it. You can become a patron of the show by going to patreon.com/intouchwithios. We have two tiers available to support the show. We would really appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, subscribe uh, when you're noti- so, so you're then notified when we are live streaming, which is on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash intouchedbyOS, where you can watch the live show and the recording of the live show as well as pa- uh, listen to past shows. Uh, visit In Touch with iOS magazine on Flipboard, where many of the topics we discussed are flipped into that magazine. The, uh, the link is in the show notes. You can subscribe to the show in your favorite podcatcher, including Pocket Cast, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, many others. But better yet, go to our website at InTouchWithIOS.com, where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsburg. You can find me on Mastodon at Mastodon.clouds uh, at DaveG65, or I'm also on Twitter at DaveG65. Guy Cyril, thank you so much for being yeah. here this week. We had a, well, had a blast. And it was a great show. It's nice uh, to be had. Where can uh, people find you? Uh, you can find me. Uh, email is guy at mymac.com. Uh, I am Mac Parrot and Vert Shark over on the Twitters. I am Mac Parrot over on Mastodon. Mac Parrot over on Counter Social. And if there's a network out there, I'm probably on it as Mac Parrot. <laughs> uh, there is the vertshark.com website that I still haven't updated in about two months. Shame, shame on shame me. On there you. is the there's the Vert Shark youtube channel where i've got all the odds and all the vids they're all right there so you can see uh not only the some of the weird stuff that gaz and i do with the mymac.com podcast but on occasion i will also post a video of me in my car driving to work just spouting off silly crap that's what the show should have been called instead of what did I call that show? I'm, I'm losing my mind. It's it's like the mind is just Guy's like Daily Drive. Guy's Daily Drive. I should have called it Di- Guy's Daily Crap. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Appreciate it. Ben sure. Rathing, Ben Rathing, thanks again for coming. And uh, on short notice, we miss you, miss you, Jeff Gamut. I know you couldn't make it this week, uh, but uh, thanks for coming, uh, Ben, and where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at uh, rathigtech.blogspot.com for my interim site. Uh, you can also find me at Ben Rathig on your social media of choice. 
Thanks so much, Ben. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed the show and we'll talk again soon. Thank you.